What up, y'all? Welcome to the Empowering Real Talk podcast. It's your girl, Keisha, of Upgraded Mindsets, and I created this platform to bring awareness, resource, and solution to negative and hindering behaviors plaguing our individual selves and our communities. Some of these topics can be uncomfortable, but in order for us to grow individually and as a whole, these conversations are necessary. Follow your girl on all streaming platforms. Make sure you subscribe to the Empowering Real Talk YouTube channel and let's get started. What up, y'all? Welcome back to the Empowering Real Talk podcast. It is your girl, Coach K. Woods, coming in with another dope session. Y'all know what I bring here at the Empowering Real Talk podcast. I'm here to bring uncomfortable conversations, but it's also resolution to things that are holding us back, negative behaviors and habits. Um, it's time for us to move forward. The journey is necessary. Um, y'all know I am not here alone, as y'all can see. I have a lovely, lovely guest with me, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Thank you, Coach K. I am Mr. J, um, and I am an intrapersonal relationship coach and betrayal trauma practitioner. Nice, 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 nice. Tell us a little bit about that, because like those, um, I'm not gonna lie, in, in my clientele, um, they probably would love you because relationship, um, you know, that is something that we see a lot of, you know, kind of dig into that a little bit. Tell us a little bit about more what you do. Yeah. So, um, okay. I'm an intrapersonal relationship coach. And basically what that is, is I help people um, cultivate the relationship they have with themselves. Because I always say the relationship people have with themselves sets the tone and standard for all other relationships around yes. you. Um, uh, you know, uh, I've been a wedding officiant for a long time, and I can't tell you how many times there's young couples in front of me. And I, I think to myself, these, these people are exchanging I do's, and they don't even know who the I am is. Mm. That and so, you know, now don't get me wrong. Um, obviously, we are ever, I tell people all the time, much more than human beings, we're human evolvements. Yeah. We change, we grow, we mature. Um, but no matter what, at each point and stage in our life, the more we know ourselves, the more we can show up for the world around us. Um, I was doing that for a while. And then a couple of years ago, um, long story short, I lost my father abruptly. And when I mean abruptly, I mean, I was talking to him on the phone one day. We're laughing. We're talking as usual. I love you. Goodbye. And four days later, I was lowering him into the ground. So it was a very quick, abrupt death. About two days after that, I woke up um, uh, in the middle of the night having my very first ever panic attack. And if you've never had a panic attack, they don't play. When people used to tell me panic attacks before, I'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. They literally feel like a heart attack. You're dying. But basically, I woke up in the middle of the night with uh, a panic attack to the smell of smoke. And so I got up and I have two young kids. So I got up and I'm looking all over my house. I'm smelling everywhere for smoke. And I'm going in my kitchen. I'm going in my living room. I'm going downstairs. I'm going upstairs. I could not find the source of the smoke at all. Mm -hmm. I even opened up my door. I'm like, am I, my neighbor's barbecuing? Like I'm, I'm smelling smoke. Right. There was no smoke, no smoke, no fire anywhere. So anyways, I went to lay back down and go to bed. And the minute my head got the pillow, I was immediately transferred to back when I was six years old, standing by the side of my mother as she was wailing, crying because we just pulled into our house that burned down to a ground. And when I mean down to a ground, I mean, we left the house intact and we came back. We were gone for the weekend. We pulled into our driveway and all we saw was the chimney on our driveway. So my father's death 
brought up a lot of unhealed childhood trauma. And so when I started looking into trauma um, and unhealed trauma, that led me down this path, which led me to this path, which led, and long story short, I got into an organization um, where people were dealing with betrayal trauma, which is slightly different from trauma itself. Mm -hmm. And um, and then I got into this community, membership community, and um, the CEO said, you know, you give some really good advice to our members. Would you want to become certified as a betrayal trauma practitioner? I said, sure. And so I did. And um, uh, the good thing is I'm extremely busy. The bad mm -hmm. thing is I wish I wasn't because I wish people didn't experience betrayal trauma. Yeah, I can totally understand where you're coming from with that like yes yeah, a good thing that you know you're being productive with them but then at the same time it's like i hate that you're going through this you know what i'm saying um and, and honestly that is a lot um going back to what you said the intrapreneur personal I, I had to i was that person um i had to find me wholeheartedly um never say i, I didn't lack confidence more so but I don't think I realized like the first 40 years of my life, like who I really was. Um, I was just living, just coasting on autopilot day to day, just letting things hit me however they hit me, you know. Um, so I, I, I can relate to that on such a personal level when you say find you first, um, because you are going to push out what a reflection of yourself. So if you ain't don't know where you at and you ain't have it, that's exactly what you're giving out. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people don't grasp that factor. They're like, no, I'm not. Yes, your energy is giving all that havoc out because you got havoc, you full of it, you sleep it, you breathe it, you do all of that. Um, you know, and that's super important that, you know, I'm glad that you have that dedication in helping them find themselves because we need that, especially in these times. Times is crazy right now, yo. <laughs> Yeah. And because I deal with betrayal trauma, especially in this day and age of social media, mm -hmm. there's a tremendous amount of betrayal trauma. Yeah. Um, even, you know, uh, there's a term micro cheating, which a lot of people don't like because they say, hey, listen, cheating is cheating. There's no micro about it. But, you know, um, there's in this day of social media and apps. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to sound crass, but just like you, if you want a Whopper, you can wait in line and two minutes later, you got a Whopper. If you want a piece of butt, all you got to do is download an app and two minutes later, you got a piece of butt. Hey, I mean, you it's the fact society it's and the so, fact so easy to be able to uh cheat and and i and that's 90 percent of my clientele right now it's couples trying to get over infidelity or working through some type of infidelity mm, yeah i i can understand you see it you know you can tell that that's you know an upward, unfortunate upward trend because you see all the podcasts talking about the relationships, um, you know, because really I'd be like, dang, it's another relationship podcast, but in all actuality, it needs to be because, man, things are crazy out here. Um, you know, just you talking about that, talking about trauma and, and betrayal, um, you know, and we've had our fair share of it. Um, do you believe that the struggle of them is just trying to move forward from it or the accepting part of it? Um, you know, what do you see as more of the struggle? Well, uh, that's a loaded question. Very good question. Thank you. Loaded question. But here, here's, here's, let me tell you something. See, betrayal hits us at our core insecurity. So if you didn't work out some of your core insecurities, um, then either betrayal is going to uh, jade you, damage you, destroy you for life, or it's going to force you to do the hard work to come out a champion and a warrior. So really it all depends on the individual person. Yeah. And 
you know, other things such as resilience, support, uh, you know, because everybody's, you and I can experience the same exact thing. I can be traumatized by it and you, you may right. not necessarily. So there's, it's, so it's, you know, it, it's very, very much um, person specific. There's, there's not a one size fits all trauma healing. I mean, listen, healing from trauma depends on so many things. Um, what hand you write with, because we live in a right hand dominated society. So there's going to be a lot of things, you know, um, comes down to race and orientation, how we handle um, trauma comes down to culture. And, uh, you know, does trauma run generation in your family? Again, resiliency, um, support systems around you, um, even where you are on the uh, sibling totem pole. If you're the oldest child, you're going to see life from an older child perspective. If you're the youngest child, and so all these things play a role in how you actually heal yourself after trauma. Mm -hmm. And I like what you were saying as far as you know, you have to you know know yourself and get to know yourself and grow and and do that. And that's true because one of the things I tell people too is you know we ha we have certain tools and methods and techniques to heal from betrayal trauma, but we also have to learn to give those up eventually because what happens is if we don't heal from the techniques that and tips that we've used to heal from trauma, what happens is we hold on to them and then they evolve and morph into our personalities. And now we're taking that new self into relationships, but it's not ourselves. It's not who we are. It's who we became based on our experiences and then we find ourselves saying why do i always why do i always find these losers in my life why do i always date these abc well who's the common denominator Ooh, you just said a whole word right there listen a whole word because that's actually where i was about to take this right yeah. because that is time to take accountability for your shit it's time to take accountability um i'm big on that Mr. J, like I'm so big on that. Um, you know, you know how your clients will come to you sometimes with the deflective conversations, right? And yeah. it's so embedded in me. But I, so the so first thing I say is, well, why did why did this happen? Like, well, what did you do? You know, what was you know? And they be like, well, that's not the point. That is the point because I'm here with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not here with them. Um, I'm here with you. So we need to figure out why you allowed it, you accepted it or whatever reason, because that's going to help you move forward. Um, we got to move forward, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. And just, when I'm talking with couples, um, you know, and, and I, I tell people all the time, the person that stepped outside the relationship has a lot of work to do, a mm -hmm. lot of work. To do. They have to do a self autopsy. Um, you know, was there any genetic component to my infidelity? Was there any childhood trauma involved in my infidelity? What were my stressors, my coping mechanisms? What were my vulnerabilities, my injuries, my weaknesses, my opportunities, mm. you know, blah, blah, blah. However, at the same token, the person betrayed has to do their autopsy too. Why did I ignore those pink flags? Why did I suppress those red flags? Why did I, why did I brush my intuition under the carpet and excuse things away? Why was, why were my boundaries blurred and, and negotiable? So everybody has to do a bunch of work. And so yes. many times the person betrayed is like, oh no, they broke it. They're going to fix it. Well, in theory, that sounds good, but that doesn't apply. You're broke. You're responsible to fix you. If I come to your house right now and take a sledgehammer and I beat you over the legs, I can walk away and enjoy my life. You're the one that's got to do the hard work to heal. So unfortunately, as unfair as it is, everybody has a part in the healing process. That part. Woo! 
you is hitting them heels. I'm telling you, like it's it's just important. These are the conversations that need to be had. You know, um, everybody wants to sugarcoat and and you know deflect and and not assume responsibility for the things that you ignore, the things that you allow, the things that you accepted. So either now we're going to work forward work forward towards that um, or we're going to part our ways but what we're not going to do is stay in the middle and we're not going to keep throwing the blame at each other and we're not going to keep you know well if this if you didn't do this then this wouldn't have happened you know we're going to figure out resolution whether it's together or apart yeah. you know yeah. you know as far as like with your experience with that do you see more so um if i could just tell you to give like a, a statistic what do you see more of the stay togethers or the breakups Okay, I'm going to tell you something. 99% of all couples have ha, will get over infidelity. 99% of all couples can and will get over infidelity. However, Coach K, the good majority of couples will not get over the games people play after the discovery of infidelity. So if a couple's going to discover an infidelity and the person that, you know, was unfaithful says, I'm so sorry. I'm a regret. I I'm remorseful. What do you need from me? What do I need to do? I'm willing to do coaching and counseling. I'm willing to journal. I'm willing to go to meetings. I'm willing to do that. They're going to, they're going to, that's a success story. But when you start talking to somebody and they're like, they start admitting to one or two prostitutes, but really there was 450 or, you know, <laughs> deflecting or rationalizing or justifying or minimizing or start blaming. Well, it's because you gained 600 pounds and you got one tooth and you beat our kids. Listen, nobody pulls down their pants uh, unless they got a gun to their head or they make a choice and a decision. So it has nothing to do with the person that you're with whatsoever. So it's not the matter of the infidelity people can't get over. It's how you treat the, the, the discovery of infidelity afterwards that people will not. Mm. Oh my gosh. That's deep. That's, that's real deep. Um, people don't want to assume that they don't, they, they want to stay in the, the situation at hand. Um, and, and that's one of the, the big, one of the biggest reasons why you stuck. You, you stand in that situation. Look, we all know what happened, you know, and, and I take it not just with relationships. I feel like this involves with family, you know, with everything, um, because we can definitely dig into that, too, because I feel like family will make you believe that you have to accept stuff because it's family. That you got to deal with trauma with the family because it's family. Um, I believe now trauma is trauma and however it affected me and how whoever it affected me if i'm not dealing with you i don't care who you are at this point in the game for me if it's a trigger to me in a negative way and i don't see any growth on your behalf i'm not dealing with it um you know and that goes across the board family friends and everything else you know i i just believe that we just cannot keep ourselves restricted because of who somebody is and what somebody may have done for us before or whatever else be appreciative but move the hell on yeah yeah listen i love family i'm close to a lot of my family i you know i'm a spiritual person i believe that when god puts you in a family you turn every stone to stay in that family but at the same token you know what they say uh blood might be thicker than water but water doesn't stain 
So, you know, sometimes your family stains you and you got to say gots to go. But, you know, let me just tell you, you know, the so trauma, you know, we've all experienced trauma Mm -hmm. to some degree. Trauma simply is the overwhelming of your coping mechanism. We've all experienced trauma and we've all experienced betrayal. The difference between trauma, betrayal and little T and big T and little B and big T is that betrayal trauma is at the hands of somebody that we are reliant upon. Yeah. So for instance, um, we could have betrayal trauma from a boss because you know we get a paycheck from them. Mm-hmm. We can have betrayal trauma from, um, uh, actually from ourselves. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I, I talk to people and they'll be like, listen, I, I drank my, my protein shakes, I exercised, I meditated, and I still got breast cancer. I feel like my body betrayed me, you know, or some people feel like God betrayed them. I was talking to somebody mm-hmm. not too long ago and they said, yeah. you know, I'm a spiritual person. I prayed for my husband. I had a husband. I had a family and a drunk driver took my husband and my kids. Why did God do this? Now they feel like God betrayed them. Yeah. So it's somebody that you have a reliant upon, which is why I say betrayal trauma is life power, life altering powerlessness. Your choices were robbed from you. Your choices were robbed from you when somebody betrays you, which is why one of the healing techniques I have people do is constantly give empower themselves by choice. Absolutely. But life altering um, powerlessness at the hands of somebody that you relied upon. And, and this obviously applies to, to a significant other, a partner, a spouse, yeah. because that's somebody you relied upon, whether it's financially, emotionally, psychologically, whatever. It's somebody who took the, um, the best of you and did the worst to you with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, 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 that's deep. That's deep. Um, you know, and, and like I said, it's, it's definitely something that we, you know, we want to hear that from them. You know, we want to hear that admitting, you know, that that's what, that's, a, that's what you did to me. Um, you know, that's what, that's what happened to me. Um, you know, you, 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 you sat up here and just took my whole life away from me. Um, you know, um, I've had clients that feel, felt that way about so many people in their lives, you know, um, and this happened, you know, we can't change the world. And I, I, I hate that the world is definitely out here like that because um, it's some cold hearted ass people out here. Like cold hearted. I even tell people that there are people that in, are intentional on being cold hearted. You know what I'm saying? Like they set up every day to destroy somebody's life, to cause havoc in somebody's life. Um, you know, so I, I, in a perfect world, we could shake that shit, but we can't, Yeah. you know? So I, I love that you really help people like crack the code for themselves. Um, cause that's what it is. You know, they're coming to you, um, to get, you know, some type of resolution with regards to being able to move forward in a mentally healthy way, you know, because we can move forward and, and and just be looking crazy every day. You know, like you said, having panic attacks. Um, I just realized I had anxiety a couple of years ago because I was on my own clearing clarity journey, you know. So now I'm starting to experience the things that I experienced before and didn't realize what they were and wasn't trying to find out. I just was like, I got to keep going. You know, that strong woman stigma that I no longer live by. Um, so, you know, you being able to like get in depth, cause I, I, I read your website and like, you really break some shit down for people. Like you really like do. And I love that. Those are the things that we need. Um, besides the, just the bare minimum, you know, we need that dig deep, get under that dirt type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
You know, I, I'll tell you something. One of the things I tell couples when they come in is I'll say, listen, and I don't know if you're familiar with Ayana Van Zandt, but I, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes she says, listen, you're not going to like me, but I'm going to love you through it. Period. I tell people the same thing. There's times in the session you're not going to like me because I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you what's real and raw and hold you accountable. Um, and there's going to be things I suggest and recommend you're not going to want to do, but you know, you're not going to like me. I'm going to try to do my best to love you through it. Um, one of the things that, you know, uh, I think is, is just so it's minor, but it's powerful is a lot of times when people are talking to me, they just don't want to feel alone. They feel so alone. And one of the reasons for that is because unlike trauma, betrayal trauma is a secret society. For instance, if you, if you, if your parent passes away, that's very sad. That's traumatic. So you call your boss and you say, listen, I need bereavement time. My parent passed away. What do you get? You get some time off with pay. You get maybe some flowers sent to your house. You maybe get some coworkers that call you. How you doing? Maybe send you a gift, you know, whatever, attend the funeral. You discover the person you loved and trusted the most is having secret affairs behind your back. You can't call your boss and say, I need broken heart time off. There's no such thing. And you don't want to tell your boss that you need time off because then they ask why. And now Mm -hmm. there's a lot of guilt and shame with it. So you got to swallow all that. And then if you do take time off of work to deal with the pain because you're in bed in the fetal position for three days crying uncontrollably, now you got to be embarrassed. With what you so betrayal trauma is a whole secret society. Not to mention, if you got kids, you got to wake up and put that fake smile on your face with a quickness. Like, hi, honey, you ready for school? When you want to stab your spouse in the neck with a sharp knife, Uh, it's such such a secret society. And people are just like, I I can't stand feeling alone. I don't want to feel alone. And that's one of the biggest things. So I really try to tell them, you know, give them some tips and techniques and understanding that unfortunately it's a disgusting statistic, but up to about 70% of all relationships encounter some type of uh, infidelity or another, Mm -hmm. whether it's micro cheating, whether it's addiction, whether it's, you know, secret emotional affairs, you name it. One of the things I just want to say quickly, though, and I know I gab a lot, so I apologize. No, no, go ahead. Hey, I love it. My and my audience gonna love it. They love. They know they come here for conversation. So go ahead. Okay. So listen now, from the coach's perspective, me, from the practitioner's perspective, because if I'm talking to somebody and I say this, they're about to shoot me in the head. But I just want to say, from the coach's perspective, I feel for both parties. Now, this is why. Because nobody happy, healthy, and healed is going to cheat on their spouse. I'm sorry. People that are happy, healthy, and healed don't do crap like that. So when I have a couple in front of me, I actually have sympathy and compassion for both parties. Don't get me wrong. The person that was cheated on is destroyed, ravished, devastated, and damaged. But my God. The person that stepped out of the relationship, they were coping with something. They were trying to heal themselves from something. They were trying to deal with something overwhelming. They were trying to distract from something. They were trying to avoid something. I say all the time to people, don't look at the affair partner because you know what people do? They'll say the affair partner. I say, oh, she had this size breast and, you know, thin waist or, you know, he had thick packs and all that. I'm like, dude, it was a walking, talking pain medication to that person. Don't compare yourself to a pain medication. Because we like to, what we like to do is pain shop. I know I'm going on and on. I apologize. No, you're fine. Keep it rolling. I love it. Keep it rolling. What we do, we like to pain shop. We like to stalk the person on social media who had the affair with our spouse. And we like to say, what do they look like? And what do they dress like? And where do they go and eat? Because indirectly, what we're doing was we're comparing ourselves. Comparing. I was just going to say comparing. Yeah. And if it wasn't that person, it would be somebody else because it had nothing to do with you. Listen, if you have a gun on your house, if you're in your house right now and you have a gun on your um, counter and nobody goes near it, 
Nobody in your house is in danger. If you have a gun in your house and it has bullets in it and nobody goes near it, nobody's in danger. It's once I come and make the decision to pick that gun up, to point it at you, to press the trigger and shoot and fire, that's when you're in danger. That part. So I don't want to hear anybody that comes to me and says, my wife was ignoring me and she wasn't appreciating me. She gained a lot of weight and she smelled. I can give a crap. Hmm. I can give her. She had nothing to do with you pulling down your pants. That was your yeah. decision. Nobody held a gun to your head. Do you think she was happy all this time too? That part. You're talking about a uh, you know male female relationship, right? So, right. So, so there's so much that encompasses betrayal. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times when I'm talking to somebody who says, um, and and listen, uh, affairs usually happen with this. There's an injury. There's a vulnerability, and then there's an opportunity. Mm. those are what to combine. So one of the things I say is, you know, if you have an injury, you got to deal with that injury. You got to deal with that injury because you're going to wind up medicating it with something unhealthy. So you got to deal with that. You have an injury, then you have a vulnerability. You get into an argument with your spouse or you lose your parent or you get fired from your job and then you have an opportunity. Hey baby, I can make you feel better. 20 bucks, meet me in the alleyway, you know? So like, an injury meets a vulnerability meets an opportunity. So you got to be, which is why I tell people all the time. And again, I apologize for rambling. Which no, is apologize. Roll on, roll on. <laughs> you can't necessarily 100% affair proof your relationship. It's like death. You can't, you know, affair. Yeah. Uh, death. But That's a reality that a lot of people don't ex- want to accept, though. Don't no. want to accept that. They feel like they the new chick or or the new man, and they can change this, and they gonna make them do this, and they they hey, that's not gonna happen to me. Mind you, you don't probably got them from a relationship from a cheating. You know what I'm saying? So you already then kick that into your energy anyway. So and a lot of oh, people yeah. do not want to. A lot of people don't want to admit that. They don't want to admit yeah. that. And studies show if you're going to be cheated with, you're going to be cheated on. So, Here so you. You know. um, but uh, you know what? You know what? Some of the things I hear, and listen, I, my, even though I'm quasi joking around with some of this, mm-hmm. it's very serious. Oh, absolutely. 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 And you know, people tell me all the time, how long have you been doing this for? And I'll say, well, actually, I've only been doing this for a few years, but I've been training for it for over 40. So, um, so one of the things that, you know, I, I tell people all the time is, is you, you, again, the, the autopsy with both parties, because here, you know, if you look at it, you know, we, society looks at cheaters as dogs and don't get me wrong. In a lot of ways they are, mm-hmm. you know, let's face it. But again, if you look at them from a human being perspective, if they were maybe had some childhood trauma, uh, abused themselves sexually or well. And again, I'm not trying to rationalize, justify nothing at all, because unless you got a gun to your head, nobody told you to take your pants out of your pants, you know? But um, let's just, you know, do that autopsy, childhood trauma and, you know, weakness and vulnerabilities and poor coping skills and all so now what happens is their spouse dis- or partner or significant other discovers that they were unfaithful. Now they're at a time, I can't tell you, Coach K, how many times I'm talking to somebody and the person that was unfaithful almost feels like a dresser came off of their shoulder. They're saying, you know what? I'm glad my spouse found out. I'm glad my partner mm-hmm. discovered because I was living such a shameful, guilt-ridden secret for so long. Now I feel fresh. Well, now they're at a point where they're feeling happy and they want to do this work and they want to get healthy and their spouse is like, come near me. I'm going to run you over with my hand. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it's like, there's a lot of work involved. Hey, a lot, a lot, yo. Oh my God. You hitting them nails on the head left and right, baby. Listen. <laughs> 
Because I hear these conversations like I real life hear them. You know what I'm saying? Um, whether we're talking about that specific area of their life or not, um, it is a lot more common than people want to believe. You know, and just because you keep it brushing your house and keep it trying to brush it under your rug, don't mean that it's not happening to you because it's probably happening to you. Um, yeah. You know, so like I just, you know, I want people to just stay vigilant with that. Stay, you know, stay mindful. Um, you know, don't, you know, like you said, the pink flags. I love how you said the pink flags and the red flags because, you know, those different colors, they matter because it's different levels of the betrayal that has been happening. You know what I'm saying? So I love that you categorize that. Like I said, your website is super deep. Um, y'all, if y'all have, not, I want y'all to make sure y'all check his website out. Um, he's got tools, resources and stuff over there too. Um, like you dope. Like you dope. Um, I love how you just have the in-depth breakdown. We need you. We need more of you. A lot more of you. Well, that's awfully sweet of you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That's kind. Yeah, I appreciate this conversation. Um, these are conversations that are necessary, y'all. It's empowering real talk. Um, I got your website scrolling at the bottom of the page at mrjrelationshipcoach.com. But let them know what you got going on. You know, kind of let them know what they can expect when they come to the page. They hear from me, but I want them to hear from you too. Yeah. Well, you know what? You know, what's interesting is I just want to say this. Um, so a couple, about last year, somebody was saying, you got to get on TikTok. You, you have so many, you know, like little nuggets. You got to get on TikTok. And I said, no, that's just a bunch of, you know, young women shaking their stuff. And they're like, well, <laughs> that. yeah, but, but I didn't realize there's like lawyers and attorneys and psychotherapists yes. or whatever. So I start, you know, just creating some, in my mind, stupid little things about betrayal and trauma and adultery and infidelity. And next thing you know, I got like 14,000 followers. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. um, so I'm trying very hard. I'm honestly, I'm trying very hard to work myself out of a job because in my opinion, and listen, like we've all been there. We've all been on the other side of betrayal. Many of us also have been on the other side of that too, the one betraying. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't feel good. It just messes with your mind, body, and soul. And like I said, when somebody finds out a betrayal, it's it hits us at our core insecurities. Yes. So, you know, one person might say, I can't believe you could think I'm that worthless. When the next person says, how could you do that? You think I'm that ugly? Well, that right there tells you, okay, one person um, struggles with worthiness. And the other person struggles with maybe some, you know, uh, yeah. how, they, how they feel about themselves or whatever. So that gives you something to go by. But anyway, um, I tell people all the time, feel free to come to my website. And even if you never want to hear my voice or see my face or work with me, which is completely fine, just come and take advantage of the free uh, resources. I have um, a YouTube page where every day I upload what I call my um, daily dose of vitamin J. And Dang. it's just like tips on, you know, moving forward, healing. Um, infidelity. Um, and, and again, like a, a fair proofing your relationship, such as, you know, know who the person you're with is following on social media. Cause I'm telling you something, all yeah. it, this is what I hear all the time. Oh no, he promised me. He promised me. If yes. And, oh, and I get this all the time. He knew my first marriage ended in, in unfidelity. He knew, I can't believe he did this to me. Cause he knew. And I tell people all the time, listen, first of all, he did this to himself. You're an indirect you know, recipient of that pain. And keep in mind, because I want people to know, and I know this is a hard pill to swallow. People don't step out of relationships because they don't love you. As a matter of fact, studies and my experience shows that people are still madly in love with their partner, their spouse, their significant other. People don't step out of relationships because they don't love the person they're with. They do so because they temporarily stop loving themselves. Ooh. So there's a lot of work to be done. Ooh. Deep words to finish up, man. Hey. Hey, 
Y'all know I tell y'all more than anything. Y'all got to love yourselves first. Period, point blank. Um, the reality of it is you cannot seek outside validation when it comes to what you are trying to do for you and yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup. Y'all hear all these phrases growing up. You know, y'all hear them all. So it's time to get accountable for yourself. You know, um, take the steps necessary to heal yourself. Um, and things will align with what you're supposed to have in life. Um, you know, Mr. J, this conversation has been dope as hell. I appreciate you so much for being here. Um, you guys, y'all know before we go again, make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you are listening to this on the podcast, make sure you favorite this great review on all streaming platforms. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate you, Mr. J. I'm pretty sure we'll be touching base again soon. So I appreciate you nonetheless. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next time, stay positive, baby. God bless you.